Hey everyone, it's Ant. It is Carlos. What's up, guys? And you are listening to World of WWE. Thank you for checking in with us. We are covering Monday Night Raw from May 3rd, 2021. Huge implications, a huge main event. We're going to cover everything. Before we do, we want to wish all of our mothers out there a happy early Mother's Day. Tomorrow in the United States is Mother Day, is Mother's Day, May 9th. I always think it's the 8th for some reason, but Sunday, May 9th. So happy Mother's Day to everybody celebrating, to all the mothers out there. Also, I want to just give a quick little shout out and a little plug for something that I did. I recently guest starred on Ring Royalty, a podcast with my friend Alexis. He hosts it. And in his podcast, he covers everything female wrestling. So he covers greatest wrestlers. He covers great matches, moments, everything. And this particular video that I guest starred on with Alexis, we covered the top five greatest women's wrestling matches on SmackDown and the greatest moments. And there's oh, some- one question before before we continue. Um, is he a fan of Sasha Banks? I we did talk a little. We did talk a little about Sasha Banks. Um, you'll have to check out the video to see that because we did talk a little bit about uh, Sasha Banks, but we did uh, discuss about some of the superstars abilities to make you really believe in what they're feeling. I'm not sure if we covered Sasha Banks or not, but I do know that we did talk about it. I didn't listen to it. I have to listen to it myself because sometimes and I don't really like to hear myself, but I'm going to check it out. But we do, we did personally talk about Sasha and she's great. I know I did mention you, Carlos. I told him, I said, my friend Carlos is, Sasha's number one. So you definitely, uh, <laughs> I definitely represented that. But yeah, if you are a fan of World of WWE, be sure to check out Ring Royalty. I'll put the link in the description. It was a great video. We went over our favorite moments. And a lot of the moments that I actually picked are pretty surprising. Um, and our moments are quite different. So check that out, Ring Royalty. Top five greatest SmackDown women's moments of all time. But you're listening to World of WWE, and we are here today to cover Monday Night Raw from May 3rd. I am about to have a drink, and I was joking with Carlos earlier about Pepsi sponsoring us, but they are not. However, I will be talking about a drink that I have with me, Pepsi Blue, it's a berry flavored cola and it actually went off shelves back in 2004. I remember being little and drinking it and I just love it. So if you are out in the grocery stores, check out Pepsi Blue. It's a berry flavored cola and it's pretty good. So now that we did all of that, Carlos, how have you been? I've been good. Just been in school working, same old. Same old, same old. Yeah, there, there's, it's sort of kind of like in wrestling. We're in the stagnant months where not a lot is going on. But yeah, I know, but it's just like Raw's been like shabby for a couple months now. And like, yeah. Smack, I guess, like, I cried, my, me, my, my, my own opinion, I feel like SmackDown's been so much better just because of the great mind of Paul Heyman. I guess because he's on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll definitely get there because it has been going around on social media. I've seen everywhere. A lot of people keep making fun of Raw compared to SmackDown and NXT, and we will get there because there is there's a couple of roadblocks. You know, Raw, you would think with having three hours, you would think that they would be able to showcase the best 
that they have, but eh, it's been it's been it's been a little lackluster lately. But we start off this week's raw with Adam Pierce. He flips a coin and he basically says that Braun Strowman will be fighting Bobby Lashley tonight. So basically, it was either gonna be Bobby Lashley against Braun Strowman, or I think it was Drew McIntyre against Braun Strowman, and Braun ended up winning that. And I think Carlos, correct me if I'm wrong. The implications were if was there any implications? Wasn't it like whoever last week if uh, Braun beat Drew, then he would be added to the triple threat, but he lost, correct? Uh Braun won, yeah. So so basically tonight it was like um whoever faces the uh, Lashley tonight, the other will face Lashley next week. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that's strange. So they're gonna okay, so we'll 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 cover that. So, so like yes. next week, so so tomorrow, so on Monday on Raw is going to be Drew versus uh, uh, Lashley. But at Backlash, it's a triple threat now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get there. Thank you. Because that, that was where I was confused because I initially thought that at WrestleMania Backlash, it was just going to be another singles match, Drew against Bobby Lashley. And I was saying, why are they going to do that match on Raw, but it's a triple threat? Okay. So then for, thank you, Carlos, for clearing that up, man. Our number one reporter here. So as Carlos said, there was going to be a match, either Bobby Lashley against Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. And whoever didn't fight Lashley was going to fight him next week. So Braun won that coin toss. So he ended up fight, will fight Bobby Lashley later tonight. We start off the night with our Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos come down to the ring, and they have not been seen since winning the tag titles at WrestleMania. AJ comes down and says that they are going to beat the New Day, and he pretty much asks the fans, did anyone miss us? And they basically said that they celebrated, and AJ is a Grand Slam champion, unlike many others in WWE. The New Day comes Actually, down. Uh- no, he's not. He's never won the universal title. Just saying. Just don't mean to call him out. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like once he said, I'm like, no, he's not. I even searched it up on YouTube. AJ Styles Universal Champion. No. <laughs> mm, you're right. You're right. So that is a good fact. He's never been Universal Champion. So you're right. He can't really be a Grand Slam champion. Not in the modern era, at least. So then New Day come down and they tell Omos that they are 11 time tag team champions because they always get back up and win our titles back every time. That is when Omos, of course, replies and basically says that. Um, you know, you didn't, he, he knocked, how come I didn't knock sense into our WrestleMania? Why are you coming back? I mean, guys, this is really corny sitting here telling you about this. I'm like, why do we care? But this is where we at on raw. This is where we are at on raw. I'm even mixing up my words today. I don't know what is happening with me. <laughs> I'm slowly getting like uneducated as I continue on watching raw. It's like slowly deteriorating my brain. So the talking ends, and we do have the Raw Tag Team titles on the line. The champions, Omos and AJ Styles, defending against the New Day. Omos is in control to begin the match. Kofi had a really cool splash to AJ outside of the ring. 
And then we saw another cool moment where Kofi hit a jumping knee. Omos tags in, takes control of both men, hits a two-handed choke slam on Kingston, and AJ hits a phenomenal forearm on Kingston to get the win, and they retain the Raw Tag Team titles. What are your thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed them coming back. I really missed them. Um, this was probably one of my favorite parts of, of Money Night Raw. Mm. Um, um, Omas looking like a dominant force that he is. Um, AJ Styles, he, did, he, he didn't really fight in the match, right? Like, he kind of left to Omas, kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good. It was it was an alright match. Could have been better. Um, I I just feel like they shouldn't they shouldn't really have been a rematch. Like yeah, they, they could they they maybe like fight another team or maybe have almost have a one on one match something. Like I agree that. with you. The fact that they're coming back on their first match back is the same match that they just had at the pay per view. I do think that well, I do love them as tag team champions. Yeah, they, they have a long run. It is like an odd pairing, you know, because one's short, one's tall. So it is, it is, it is interesting to see. I just the the storylines and everything is just it's hard to follow, you know, because I feel like when you continue to have them fight the same people, they become limited. So it's like, okay, now they've defeated the new day for three weeks. Who are they gonna fight now? You know? But I yeah, am excited. Yeah. To see, I'm just, to be honest with you, Carlos, I think we've actually talked about this. The New Day are just getting tired of them, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, once Biggie, once Biggie left, mm-mm, I don't know. They, they're just a little corny now. Yeah, it's like, it's very, 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 um, in my opinion, very corny. My and, favorite year of them was probably when they were heels in 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my favorite years of them, like with the bootios and the, but then they moved to pot to ice cream and pancakes. I, I like I like once once they like I think moved to SmackDown, they kind of got a little corny. I feel like my problem with New Day is like they're so okay, their whole faction they're supposed to be corny, right? I mean, who really wants to watch them eat pancakes, right? Like it's funny, but it's like corny funny, right? And then it's like, it's okay for a little bit, but now it's like, where are they going to do next? Bring out ice cream? Well, they already did that. You know, so it's like, like, um, I just feel like if they had more like grittier lines or grittier things to talk about, like they're, it's just the same old story. Like, oh, we beat you and we like pancakes and we are cool and we like video games and like, it's like, okay. There's not enough personality. There's not enough storylines. And that's what I feel like with Raw, that's why it sucks, is because it's the same old, boring, like, SmackDown, you have, yes, like, and this is Raw, but we will talk about SmackDown for a moment. We just saw Seth Rollins and Cesaro again on SmackDown. Now, a lot of people are complaining, oh, this is the same match. But it was different and it was fresh and it was really good. Raw just doesn't do it. Like it's like and there, yeah. and there was and there was something behind the match. Like like um like like there was a reason for the match. Yeah, it's just like Raw is okay, we're gonna have a rematch because they're former champions, and let's just do that. So but one, I don't know. Well one thing I want to add, like I feel like Raw's been like so lackluster just because like I feel like SmackDown got the better end of the deal, but like the draft, you know. I hear you, but it's like it's almost like that saying, um, make a lemonade out of lemons. You know, you can make something good 
as long as you care and nurture and take care of it. Because yep. look at SmackDown, you know, I mean, when we, a couple of years ago, SmackDown was the B show, you know, no one cared. So I think it's all about like how much the people who are creating these shows, producing these shows, how much they care. I feel like with Raw, they know it's a staple. Every every Monday night since 1993, for over 27 years, my age, there has been a Monday Night Raw on Monday. So that is longevity, and that is something that is just like, you know, it could possibly eventually over time go away, but it would be like having a new brand of ice cream, like saying goodbye to like, I don't know, Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand of like tissue, you know, it's not like most people say, oh, go grab Kleenex, you know, it's not a actual like item, it's a branded tissue, you know, so we forget. And I think that my, my long story here is that you have amazing wrestlers that are willing to put the work in and they're getting corny storylines and corny um, like you said, the reason for fighting, like there's reasons on SmackDown why everybody's fighting on Raw. It's just like, oh, we have three hours. Let's just put everybody together and then have talk for two hours. Like it's it's just, it's missing stuff. Oh, and- yeah, she, she, she's trying to play. Let's throw him to the match too. Let's, let's, let's put her into something. Yes, they're doing like the same things. And it's just like, why do we have to have two triple threat matches on the pay-per-view now? Mm-hmm. And we'll get there. Next, we see Charlotte Flair, and she walks out of Sonia Deville's office. Adam Pierce tells Sonia that she is stepping out of bounds right now. We still didn't get any sort of payoff of this whole Sonia Deville and Charlotte Flair storyline. Last week, Sonia Deville reinstated Charlotte Flair. We don't really know what is happening at this moment. What do you think is going on? Do you why do you think Sonia is teaming up with Charlotte right now? Maybe like like you know woman power like she wants some power too I guess I don't know um like she wants to feel like she, because Adam Pierce been making all the decisions like past couple months maybe she maybe she, maybe she just wants to play it as a heel like like um like what she said like um how do I say this it's like they they suspended Charlotte for right away but they didn't hear really the other side of the story like like for that example. Or like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe she just like wants some of the power too, or wants mm-hmm. to impress impress uh, the higher ups. Maybe she gets the bigger the the gets promoted or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I so definitely you. she she wants to continue like like maybe as GM or something. Okay, so maybe she has like ulterior motives by helping Charlotte. Okay, that could be the case. I mean, it's interesting because you never see Charlotte and Sonya together, so it is an interesting pairing for sure. Next, there's a surprise, and I know behind the scenes, Carlos watched Raw live, and I didn't. So when this moment happened, this was the surprise, right, that, that you were talking about. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So Carlos is like, I have a big surprise for you. I want to tell you. I was like, no, 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 I got to see it. And we found out the surprise is the evolution is coming to back to WWE. Eva Marie is coming to Monday Night Raw. What do we think? Uh, like I know her run wasn't that bad good last time, but I don't want to jump like jump to conclusions. You know, we haven't even seen her wrestle in a couple of years. Yeah, but but her promo skills are good. They they've gotten really good. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I don't know. <laughs> let's see what let's, we'll see what happens. Do you feel like she is needed? I guess um, they got, I mean, they get the it's one thing they, they got rid of all these good superstars for her to be honest. Maybe that wasn't their motive, but. You know, hopefully it was a good choice, but come on, man. The well, the timing of it is bad because remember, we've talked about this. And they, they can have a lot of other surprises coming up in a couple of weeks. You never know. You never know. I know that like they did hire her back in January. So they did hire her before any of the girls got fired. But the fact that they are showing her right after we know all the female talent that was let go it does put a sour taste in your mouth you know if you saw her before they got fired you're probably like oh great you know but automatically you know when she is the one that's being pushed up you're like eh. but again my my question it was important because it's like do we need her i think she is good and i am excited to see what she does i was a big fan of hers when she was on big brother celebrity and I did think she was a good person. But again, is she needed? There's so many other talent that is already pushed aside. Do we need to see her again? We'll have to see what she does. But yes, Eva Marie is coming back to Monday Night Raw. All red, everything. Next, we see a scene backstage. Corny again. Elias and Jackson Riker are watching the New Day who are in pain. And so they throw tomatoes at them, but they accidentally hit Randy Orton with the tomatoes. What do we think is going to happen there? Like, it's like the whole storyline of people throwing tomatoes. Like, who cares? Like, we know what's going to happen, right? Like, it's a tattoo match. Yeah, exactly. Um, And just the fact that they're throwing tomatoes, I mean, that just shows you how serious they're taking themselves, you know? Like, yeah, come on, seriously, tomatoes? Come on, bro. And it was fine last week because, you know, the New Day. Well, wait, and I get why they did it, too, because, like, because New Day New Day and Damien Priest threw tomatoes at Miz and Morrison and them, mm-hmm. so, like. And, I, like, on. the only thing is, like, the New Day are the type of, like, characters who would do something like that. We talked about it. They play with pancakes. They have their ice cream. They're known to do silly stuff like that. But. For these two guys to then say, oh, we're going to throw tomatoes at them again. Like, it's not realistic. They would just run up and attack them, I feel like. I don't think they would go by and get tomatoes. You know, I don't know. But, so that happens. Next, we have our second match of the night. Dana Brooke, of course, with Mandy Rose taking on Charlotte Flair. Charlotte defeats Dana after a figure eight. Um, Charlotte would not let go of the figure eight, so Mandy Rose attacked her. And the two had to be separated. What did you think of the match? I didn't really pay too much attention to it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I knew I knew like you know what's gonna happen. You know, yeah. the only part that I liked was when she was like, "You're still my, you're still my, you know, the the B word. You're still my bitch." You know, she was still like, she was uh, like, "You're still my protege." Like I was listening to like the the, the smack talk. Like I like nobody does it better than Charlie. The smack yeah. talk and stuff. Yeah, like when she talks shit. Yeah, she um While she's beating you. She can beat you up and talk shit. Well, that is something too to remember that you did bring back in 2017. She did work. Dana Brooke was um working with her and they were together. I just think it's sad that you know because for example, I've been re-watching a lot like of give the- Charlotte give Charlotte a challenge, you know? 
Like, yeah. like she has a she has a triple threat coming up and she's fighting all these like girls that are not on her level. Like I don't want to like disrespect anybody, but you know. Well, and that's what I was going to say, because I was watching the, I've been watching the Attitude Era, as you know, we have our Attitude Era series on our podcast, and, you know, I look at these wrestlers, right, and there's Gangrel, there's these characters that, you know, don't really have personalities, but the difference with things in the Attitude Era was that if they... I just feel like with WWE, it's not believable anymore. You know, Dana Brooke, I'm not saying that she's a great wrestler because she is not. But again, making lemonade of lemons. She's not the greatest wrestler. But if she won a couple more matches, the fans would believe in her. For example. Like Tamina, maybe. A little bit, but a perfect example. And this is the biggest example I give to people. Becky Lynch. She was, in my opinion, the last of the four horsewomen. She, I did not, she did not care about Becky. I liked her, but I was like, eh. But then she started winning the SmackDown matches. And so you're like, oh shit, she's winning. Okay, she's going to be the next champion. And then swerve. Nope, she's not. And then you get pissed for her because you were on that ride with her. You thought she was going to win. She beat everybody in front of her. Charlotte is added to the match. Triple threat. Oh, the one with Carmella, right? Yes. Carmella? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it too. And when she when she punched Charlotte in the face, they like boom. But you gotta give. I know you 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 uh, you don't really like Nia Jax. You gotta give her credit. If she if she never broke her own face like that, she would have really never been called the man. Oh no, I I do I do like Nia Jax. Um, and I do agree. She played a huge role in the man character. I just think that that if we didn't have the story of her winning, we wouldn't care. And that's the thing with Dana Brooke. She never wins. So you already know she's not going to win. To have a good character, they need to win some and they need to lose some. You just said it yourself. You already knew who was going to win, so you didn't really watch. And that's Mm -hmm. the problem with WWE. We need to start seeing these wrestlers be able to have more characters and win more matches so that then when they compete, you don't know who is going to win. Well, like, they win one week. Like, let's let's say, let's see, uh, let's say Dana did win this week. But, like, it was, like, a roll-up or something. You know, it wasn't, like, a true thing. And, like, they have a rematch next week. And then let's say she loses to like she loses again, you know, like like you gotta keep a steady, um, how do you say it? like, like uh, you keep it like the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing it, it, it's, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna push them, push them. Yeah, don't don't start them and then stop and start. Yeah, no, I hear you. they do that a lot lately. They've done that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But that, that's what we have so far. So then after the match, Sonya Deville comes down and Charlotte tells Sonya that she beat Asuka and she did beat Rhea Ripley before. She tells Sonya that, well, Charlotte tells Sonya that if Sonya doesn't add Charlotte to the WrestleMania Backlash women's title match, it won't be great. She is the original influencer in WWE. Charlotte Flair says, you made the right decision bringing me back. The division needs me. The WWE Universe needs me. And then she tells Sonya to be fair to Flair. 
Uh, and then Rhea Ripley comes down. Asuka, Asuka. Oh, wait, sorry. So, so, so yeah, so she says, be fair to Flair. I was jumping ahead. Sonia says, the men have a three-way, so she will add Charlotte Flair to the match at WrestleMania Backlash. So it will be Charlotte Flair versus Asuka versus WWE Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match. All of the women, well, Rhea comes down and she fights with Charlotte. Asuka comes down. They all fight, but Asuka ends up sending the women out to the ring and she stands tall. What do we think of this whole storyline? It's just like so not original. Like we know this is gonna happen. Like, like you know, Charlotte Square is gonna be added eventually. I, I kind of have the feeling that she was, mm-hmm. but like now they're like they're building, building her up. Like she's gonna win. She's winning all these matches. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I I have a feeling that. They're going to, and I and I won't have a problem with her winning. You know, so other player champions good, but yeah, yeah. Give other people opportunities. Come Can't on, stress man. it enough. Yeah, can't stress it enough. Like oh, like on something I don't want to see Lana. Like oh, Roman champion, but like come on, let's say bring up someone with some from NXT. You know. Well, I will tell you, I do have a hint, and this is a little tease for all of my, uh, to all the people listening, our fans out there. On our Friday Night SmackDown recap, I have a spoiler. There is supposed to be a superstar who is supposed to make their SmackDown debut last night on SmackDown. However, that was nixed, and that performer did not make their debut. Find out who that performer was supposed to be on our Friday Night SmackDown recap that will be coming soon. But yeah, there was a performer who was going to make their big SmackDown debut, but they were like, no, you're not. So, yeah, opportunities. Next, we see Kayla Braxton backstage with Umberto Carrillo. Can you try to say it? Umberto Carrillo. Okay, that's hard. Umberto Carrillo. Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. I'm trying to learn. Our... uh, our Spanish commentator, Carlos here, is teaching me. I'm learning little by little. I'm having him say all the Hispanic wrestlers' names and everything so it sounds authentic. So anyways, so um, Umberto Carrillo is backstage, and he's basically talking about Seamus, and he's like, Seamus thinks he can bully everybody because he can. He knows how it feels to be bullied, and he won't let Seamus disrespect him. And then all of a sudden, Seamus attacks Umberto and destroys him backstage. And he says, you won't be in any condition to answer tonight's open challenge, but there's always next week. And then Seamus walks off and laughs. So we know that Umberto will not be competing tonight against Seamus because he was taken out. Do you have anything to say to that? Or is that just kind of like? Yeah, I got, it was kind of a little funny, funny moment that gave me a little chuckle. But that's Mm-hmm. Yeah, there really wasn't much. Next, we see Adam Pierce is backstage with Sonya Deville, and he is not happy. Sonya says that, you know, I tried to send you a text message, and he says, no, you didn't. We share an office together. Um, Deville says that she made an urgent decision and couldn't wait, and she said that we should be making decisions together, and they just look at each other. Next, we see John Morrison come down to the ring with The Miz. He is taking on Damian Priest trying to get retribution after last week's um, attack. 
uh, with the tomatoes. And Damian Priest gets the win after the bell clap and they hit the lights. And it was a pretty quick match. What did you think of that? It was all right. You know, some, some like building up another match from last week after all that chaos that happened. But it was all right. Not too much to say. Yeah. Damian Priest winning matches, which I like. I mm-hmm. love Damian Priest. I'm a big Damian Priest fan. I think he's actually has a chronicle coming out. I don't know if it's this Sunday. On he's from New York, right? I think he is. He's from New York. He is. From like the, they always say that he's like he's from like the ghetto side. Like he's very uh in tune with his uh like getting in trouble and shit. Well, listen, I where I'm from in Connecticut, there was different parts right so i'm from new haven and there was in new haven there was the ville the trade the jungle the hill there was all kinds of different stuff so i understand um yeah i like oh, you and you're low-key you're low-key og the low-key yeah, i was from i grew up i because it's funny because when i was little i didn't know but i guess i grew up in the jungle so you're in the jungle baby you're gonna get jungle? killed um, anyways, so yeah, I do like Damian Priest. I do think he's very interesting. He is from New York, your home state. And yeah, he seems like I love Damian Priest. He was a badass in NXT. He had a great match at NXT TakeOver in your house last year against Finn Balor. That was a great match. You can check that out. But yeah, Damian Priest defeating John Morrison. Next up, we see Adam Pierce backstage with Indian Superstar. Or actually, he's not Indian, is he? I think he is. Indian or is he from Saudi Arabia? Uh, I think he's Indian. He is Indian. Okay. His name is Mansoor and he is an Indian wrestler. He you've seen him on all the different like superstar showdown, crown jewel, all those types of shows he's been on. And he is coming to Raw. And basically, Mansoor and Sheamus are gonna fight for the U- US championship. What do you think of that? He looks very like new. Like yeah. the new kid, you know, like he needs to build some muscle, I guess. I don't know. He, he, I don't, he wasn't doing it for me yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. We'll have to see what happens in the match and we'll talk about that. But Mansoor, when I see him, I'm not really super excited. Next, we have a team that you love talking about Lucha House Party. I like them too. I haven't seen them in a while. They're taking yeah. on the team of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Of course, Cedric and Shelton do not get the win. Madalik does help Lucha House Party score the victory after a flying elbow drop on Shelton Benjamin for the win. After the match, Cedric yells at Shelton Benjamin about how they've gone from the hurt business to losing all the time. He says that Cedric he says that Shelton's the weakest link, and Cedric and Shelton has received numerous opportunities and doesn't have long left in his career. Cedric is in his prime. And he says, just like Shelton, this team is done. And he leaves breaking up the team of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. What do you think? Do you think these two are going to have a singles career? Do you think they're going to fight each other? What do we think of the end of the complete end of the Hurt Business? It just gets me mad thinking about it. It's like, like uh, they could have been something like so good, which they were, but they ruined it so quickly. But hopefully Cedric gets a push. Like, hopefully they don't get buried, you know? Yeah, we'll have to see what happens to them. I mean, I do hope that something comes out of Cedric Alexander because he's been doing it for a while now and he barely gets talked about. So, 
We will see. Next, we see Angel Garza backstage and he's walking with the Rose. Drew Gulak comes up to him and he yells at him and says, you're always worried about being a ladies man, but you can't even score. And he challenges Angel to a match and mentions that Angel will be smelling the roses when he wins. And Garza says that, well, actually, Gulak will smell the rose either way because after Angel beats Gulak, he's going to shove the rose up Gulak's ass. So, yeah. Uh, then we see Caleb Braxton talking to Shelton Benjamin, and he says that he's like Cedric. He's seen so many stars come and go. The only reason Cedric was in the Hurt Business was because because Benjamin saw potential in Cedric, not MVP or Bobby Lashley. He selfs and again says that Cedric can do whatever he wants, but he will respect me. And if he's not careful, he'll be another young star fizzling out the way. Shelton continues to survive. So it looks as if we're going to see drama between the two. What do you think of Shelton's statement, though? Do you think that Cedric Alexander is another one of these wrestlers that's going to come and go? Cedric, I don't know. Like, like I after him in the Hurt Business, I started to like him a lot more than I did before. And, yeah, he's definitely a -a one-of-a-kind talent that will probably, like, stick around. Yeah, definitely interesting. After the match, what was that? We shall see. Yeah, we shall see because we probably will next week. What will mm-hmm. happen? Next, we have Angel Garza against Drew Gulak. Garza got the win after a wing clipper. After the match, Garza grabs the rose and asks Gulak if he still wants to smell it. And then he places a rose at the <laughs> rear of Gulak's trunk and he basically kicks uh-huh. it. Trying to shove the rose up his ass. I don't know, Carlos. What you- That's what I wanted to talk about. I didn't notice that part because I was on Instagram earlier and I saw a video of it. I'm like, why is he digging in his ass? And then and then and then he kicked it. I'm like, damn, savage. My question is this gonna be his gimmick now sticking roses up people's asses. Oh that's fucking it's like it's painful, funny, it's painful humor. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 gosh, okay. Next, we see Riddle with the Viking Raiders, and Riddle sees Randy Orton, and then he rides off, and he talks to Randy Orton, and Orton just basically says that um, he wants to go in the ring and fight, and we find out that it will be RK Bro against Elias and Jackson Riker. We have that match to, to come back to. The match starts, and Orton and Riddle get the win after an RKO, and then Riddle hits the floating bro on Elias. What do we think of this makeshift tag team of RK bro? I'm going to steal this from McDonald's. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Style. Hopefully they stick around. Like Maybe they like uh, gel a little bit more. You know, like like start. what if Randy Orton starts driving around a scooter around the ring? I mean, no, no, you know that's never going to happen, but. Well, I do like, okay, what I like about this pairing is whenever they do oddball pairings in WWE, they tend to work out really good. Take the Rock and Sock connection, Mankind and The Rock, The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, just a couple tag teams that did not get along at first and then became great in the ring. In RK Bro, they definitely have great chemistry together. And I am like you, I do love this and I am excited about what's to come 
Next. I like the move that they do, like when when he does the DDT and then and then and then Riddle does the floating bro from the corner. Yeah, that's like really cool. They're able to like sort of like rebound off of each other. It's really cool how they're able to do all that cool stuff. And Randy did say in the Stone Cold podcast that he's growing on him. So I guess this is a real like like really growing on him. Mm-hmm. For real, he's gonna have to, right? Next, Drew McIntyre is with Caleb Braxton, and he's talking about Mace and T-Bar and how he has more questions than he answers. Why do they keep attacking him? And, you know, everything. And then, basically, Braun Strowman walks up, and he says that he's walking out of backlash with the title, and it's just them facing off. So it seems with that that there's a hint that Mace and T-Bar are not going to be done with Drew McIntyre. And I guess we will see that. My my assumption is that they will get involved some way, shape, or form at WrestleMania Backlash. Next, we have the WWE United States Championship on the line. The champion Sheamus defending against Mansoor. And it was a pretty decent match. Sheamus went for a bro kick in the corner, but Umberto Carrillo ran out and attacked him. Umberto hit a cool dive, sending Sheamus over the announce table. He ends up hitting a bro kick to Umberto and then hits Mansoor with a bro kick as well. And basically, he left two competitors knocked out. What do we think of that? Way to make Sheamus look strong, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. I would have I would have thought like, like, oh, he's just Sheamus gonna run away, but no. He just came back more and got there. He whooped everybody's ass. Yeah, I guess Sheamus is really solidifying himself as a shit talker, but also as a man who can back it up too. Mm-hmm. So then we have a moment. I, I didn't really talk about this as I was going on about what we what happened on Raw, but throughout this episode of Raw, Lily has an appearing in the different segments. Lily, of course, is Alexa Bliss's puppet. And Bliss says that Lily had so much fun on her adventures today and she can't wait to tell us all about it. And we go to Alexa's playground and Bliss says that Lily is a big WWE fan and had so much fun getting to see some of her favorite wrestlers up close tonight. She says that Lily loves playing hide and seek, but always finds her in peculiar positions. And Lily has gotten her hands dirty at times. Bliss says that Lily's favorite color is red and wherever she goes, trouble seems to follow. Lily whispers something to Bliss. And that a certain someone may have caught her beady little eyes. Bliss can't tell us who yet. That's their dirty little secret. But Alexis says, like she told us before, don't blame me for what happens next. And then she sings a nursery rhyme asking Lily what she made her do. And just, it, it's like a weird. So the rhyme is, Lily, what did you make me do? And how the world goes crazy at the sight of you. We have so much fun together and we'll be best friends forever. What was that scream? Is this a dream? Lily, what did you make me do? And she smiles. And she looks very scared at the end of it. And then she smiles. And then we get the weird Lily snarl. What? There's a lot going on here. A lot to process. So we'll do it piece by piece. First, what do you think of Lily doing hide and seek? Did you see her in the background during the segments? Um, no, I didn't notice actually. Okay. Yeah. I saw like in a couple of screenshots that she was in the background of the backstage segments. I'm not too sure all the segments she was there for, but she was there for a couple. 
who do you think caught Lily's eye? She says she likes the color red. Um, and now this person caught her eye. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe the fiend, but I would have thought that they would have been done with him because they haven't really mentioned him again. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking either there's a couple. Sonia Deville was wearing all red last week. Charlotte Flair has been wearing red. Eva Marie, who is coming on to Raw next, well, supposedly next week, will be wearing red. So I don't know. We got a couple of people. And her hair's actually pink. She oh, actually pink, got her hair pink. pink. Yeah. Sorry, pink. So that it's not going to be Eva Marie. So last question about Alexa Bliss. She's been having this moment where she looks scared and then she smiles. Do we think she is possessed? Do we think it's a different storyline altogether? Yeah, she's definitely possessed. Like, she, she's gone nuts. Yeah, it, it's definitely very strange. But I am excited to see who Alexa Bliss is going to go after next. We have the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Up next, the champion Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax will be defending against Lana and Naomi. Shayna. on this time. For like the million, yeah, exactly. For like the one billionth time. I honestly want to skip this. This is like trash. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Baszler applied the clutch maneuver that she has on, and then the carefully to cut clutch line of phase out. And um, I just yeah. feel so annoyed how they're associating Naomi with this type of looking oh, trash storyline. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Like, I always feel like they're so much better. Like I want to see her go for the Raw Women's Champion. Well, I don't understand why do they always put her with somebody? You know, she should be on her own. Naomi, like yeah, why? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like she was on her own on SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown, mm-hmm. And she could be like, and that's the other thing too. She could be a Raw Women's Champion. Why are you gonna have Charlotte add Naomi? You know, that's different. She didn't even have. She didn't even have the title for that long. I love on SmackDown. Remember. Yeah, she had that eye injury that like that was like the like when she was crying like I I was so sad. Yeah, that was a that was a huge moment for her, and it was a huge moment for all the fans that really love her, as I do. We are now on our main event. This has been a like hassle to get through this show. I feel like I'm watching paint dry. Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion, of course, with Paul not Paul Heyman. Oh my God, that's SmackDown with MVP. Taking on Braun Strowman in a non-title match. Lashley ended up getting the victory after Drew McIntyre came down. And Drew and Braun argued. And they were getting a little bit physical with each other. That blindsided Braun as Lashley charged him, charged Braun with a spear. And Lashley covered Braun for the win. After the match, Drew McIntyre runs in and hits Lashley with a Claymore kick. And then delivers a second claymore to Braun Strowman. Drew stands tall. And yeah, it looks like Drew has the upper hand going into WrestleMania Backlash. What did you think of the match and the aftermath? The match was good. The, the aftermath, I kind of expected that. So like, I was like, I, it was like, I'm just waiting for like the moment for it to happen. You know, but yeah, yeah it was all right. I just like, okay, here's my thing. I get very upset because I really, really, really 
am a huge wrestling fan, right? I've enjoyed it since I was literally seven. And I just really have not been into Raw lately. You know, I turn it on and our main superstars are Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. Those three I can give two flying fucks about. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. This is what I'm here for. I do um, think they're okay, but like if these are our main event stars for Raw, I am 110,000% always will be looking more forward to SmackDown than Raw because I... Can, who do you think could be could be our main superstars for Raw? Then, I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty good, like like good good. good well, you got to remember though, Carlos. I'm different than Vince. I'm more. I don't like the bigger guys. For yeah. me, if I was controlling Raw, my Ricochet. main eventers, my main eventers would be AJ Styles, Ricochet, Riddle, Randy Orton, The Fiend people that are different you have the same prototype that i'm not trying to be mean but pretty much braun Strowman is the white version of bobby lashley if you think about it i mean there's no character they're the same they're just different you know i just i need yeah, I, I agree with you on like the, the guys that you said it's just like you know i'm, I'm a fan of bobby lashley and i can't like why you know but yeah, the storylines are horrible. And I do like Bobby Lashley, but like he's been champion now for for like a little bit, and it's like nothing's changed. Like he has no more charisma. Not like it's just like oh, I'm the chill. Like I feel like there's not a lot of effort on Monday Night Raw to put on a good show, and that's just my. I feel like they're just very lazy. They know that they've. It, it's almost like this is the best way to describe it. When you work with teachers, right, when you're a teacher and you have been working as a teacher for over 10 years, you have longevity. And what that means is that if you have more time, you get more options than people that haven't worked there for a long time. Everybody deals with this. Raw's in a predicament right now where there is no way they are going off the air anytime soon. So when you already have that control, you don't need to make every episode important or every episode count. SmackDown does because, yes, they are over 20 years old now, but 1999 is way off to 1993. So they still have more to prove. Raw will always be – Raw reminds me of WWE as a whole. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but it will always be there. And I feel like you need different stuff to enjoy the product. And it's been the same stale Braun Strowman since 2017. And I still do not give two flying fucks. It has been over four years. And I still, there's no character progression on half of these wrestlers. But that's just my opinion. But... With that being said, I am excited for WrestleMania Backlash. We do know on the Raw side of things, we are going to see the WWE champion Bobby Lashley defending his title against Braun Strowman and Andrew McIntyre in a triple threat match. 
We know that the Raw Women's title is on the line as the new Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, will defend against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Two triple threat matches made for WrestleMania Backlash. There's really not much left to say about Raw. Also, by the way, something else to talk about. The Fiend, you mentioned him. He's been gone for three weeks now. Yeah, true. Like, what is happening? One of their biggest stories, one of their biggest storylines going into WrestleMania was The Fiend and Randy Orton. And now and one the biggest of the story main... coming coming out of WrestleMania was Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Yes. And now The Fiend just doesn't exist. That's my problem. But all of our listeners are never my problem. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, a couple of quick little bits of information for you guys. We are available where you can hear podcasts anywhere. Wherever you can hear a podcast, you can hear us. We are on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, World of WWE. That's where we are. Also, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I will put all those links in the description as well. We are on Patreon. Be sure to check us out. There's three different tiers and you get exclusive insider vip stuff to world of wwe exclusive access to every programming that is coming out that only insiders only patreon members can receive check out our patreon carlos do you have anything else to say to our listeners um not really no. not really right just, I mean, keep, just keep listening you know and we'll just meet, keep making content for you guys yeah you're the reasons that we're here you are we love you know getting more information and carlos i don't know i don't remember what my goal was but we do we did reach one goal world of wwe now has 285 subscribers on youtube so thank you for subscribing and if you are new please subscribe Give us a five-star rating. Let us know on the in the YouTube video because this will also be made into a YouTube video. Let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on this episode of Raw. Did you like it? Did you think it was boring? Let me know what you think. Carlos, thank you for joining me. Next week, we will be back with our Monday Night Raw week recap. We do know it will be WWE Champion Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. It is the go-home edition of Monday Night Raw. And yeah, thank you for listening. Stay safe and we will see y'all soon. Bye. See ya. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into the World of WWE podcast. We appreciate all your love and support. Be sure to listen for us anywhere podcasts are available. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our social media pages. Want to become a VIP insider? Join our Patreon to receive special benefits and special access to the world of WWE podcasts like no one else. Come, Come join, join our, our world. world.